Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Hlaud, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. Grace, peace, and joy be unto you from God the Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Over the course of the summer, we've been looking at phrases that guide us as followers of Jesus as we together build a culture of grace and peace. We started with all means all, joining God and celebrating the diversity of all that God has made, and then we turned our attention to the resurrection proclamation that love and life win, thinking about how this changes everything in our world. And finally, we've been focusing over the last three weeks on one, the final phrase, generosity is contagious. Today our focus is on the end of our description of what that means when we say our lives are transformed when we see the world through the lens of God's abundance. This is in fact one of the byproducts of embracing that love and life win. Just like all means all, generosity is contagious flows from us embracing that love and life win. Our friend Rick Barger, who is here working this week on a project with Pastor Lauren, likes to remind us that there may be competing narratives in the world, but when they are complete opposites, then only one can actually be true. Those who seek to control people through the use of power, violence, and the use of death are saying that they believe that they have the ultimate narrative. Power, fear, violence, death will ultimately win. So they use these powers with maximum efficiency to win. And you can certainly make the argument from the viewpoint of warfare and worldly domination. But as Dr. King liked to say, the arc of human history is long, but it bends towards justice. It bends towards love. Because every tyrant in this world, no matter how much damage they do, ultimately lose given their mortality. Love and life win. From a Christian perspective, because of the resurrection triumph over death, only this can be true. Over the years, Christianity became the religion of the Western world, resulting in what scholars will call the Constantinian synthesis where the world attempted to synthesize two different ways of looking at the world. But in the end, only one can win. Only one is the way of Jesus. Love and life win. And anyone who claims that power, coercion, force are the answer can make their case for worldly power, but let us be clear, they cannot claim the way of Jesus as their motivation. Even if they think this is true, it cannot be. The way of Jesus is the way of love, forgiveness, mercy, and justice for all. This is our story. Because while the world did its worst on the cross, God transformed the cross from a sign of death to a sign of life by raising up Jesus on the third day. Love 
and life win. Paul says it so clearly in our second lesson for today when writing to the believers in Colossia. He says, and when you were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive together with Him when He forgave us all our trespasses, erasing the record that stood against us with its legal demands. He set this aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and made a public example of them, triumphing over them in it. Love and life win. So we come to our gospel lesson for today, which is a great text to read in light of this Constantinian synthesis, attempting to reconcile a power and judgment-based culture with the way of Jesus. We can see in this text how vulnerable we are to it. Look at this parable in the context of judgment and hear our condemnation standing out. We are evil, we have work to do, we better be persistent if we really want to get what we need, and if we haven't gotten what we need, it's probably because we're too evil or not persistent and faithful enough. This reading is an easy one to see given the way that we often hear the demands of this world, but what if we are reading it from the mindset that love and life win? And because God declares through an empty tomb that love and life win, we know that God is love incarnate. God is generosity incarnate, never tiring of showing us mercy, compassion, and providing us all that we truly need. Now what stands out in this passage? Seek, and you will find. Ask, and it shall be given to you. Give us this day our daily bread. This passage is all about God's generosity. God, or Jesus here, doesn't call us evil to condemn us. He doesn't use this example of persistence as an example of how God deals with us. These are human examples of our propensity through our sinfulness to choose a scarcity mindset. He's warning us that the world and our sinfulness will draw us towards the world story of scarcity, which leads us to embracing a narrative of power through violence and death to assure that we get what we need. Jesus is telling them the story to say that if we will show a little generosity, if we will just break the cycle, if we will choose generosity, then God can use our small acts to grow movements of generosity, to change lives and change the world because God's explosive power of love is always right there waiting to be accessed. Choose generosity, choose compassion, choose love, and see how things can change. I did, I showed the experiment today with the the kids, which is cool on its own, and the science behind it makes for a great analogy of what we're talking about here in this text. Listen to this description of the chemistry I found online as you watch it one more time up there. It says, the high surface tension of the milk supports the dye molecules on the surface and keeps the dye relatively centralized. The tendency to keep a low surface area minimizes the distance that the dye will spread across the milk surface. In contrast, soap is a surfactant. 
A surfactant or surface active agent is a substance that has the ability to reduce the surface tension of the liquid. Therefore, when a drop of liquid dish soap is added to milk, the surface tension of the milk is reduced. As this occurs, the fat, the protein particles in the milk can move more freely and easily. In addition, the soap interacts with the fat and protein particles in the milk, causing the particles to move around. The action can be seen as the dye swirls through the milk. Jesus recognizes the surface tension in his culture. It was so prevalent that it was nearly suffocating for the people. A Roman occupying force using violence and the threat of death to control people. And local religious leaders then using this tension to enrich themselves and exert their own manipulative control over the people. God sends Jesus into this cultural place of tension and shows that a single act of sacrificial love can turn the whole system upside down and inside out. The act of extravagant love changes the chemistry. It causes a reaction that changes the narrative. It transforms the world, and God takes something bloody and ugly and turns it into something beautiful. It doesn't take much to see the ugly in this world. Just here in Cincinnati this week, we saw tensions of a power narrative rise as the FBI office was attacked. A man was killed because he was stuck in a narrative of power and violence, a belief and a scarcity of love. Yet that was not the only narrative we saw this week. If you're on Facebook or if you watch SportsCenter or ESPN, you couldn't have missed the display of the power of love and compassion this week in the midst of a baseball game, in the midst of a culture, that sports culture, that often gets caught up in a narrative of win at all costs through a display of power. The narrative of love broke through the tension this week when a little leaguer showed some love. Now, I'm going to show this before I do a warning uh, everything turns out all right, but you'll see the first hit. It's a little scary. But here's a recap of what happened this week, if you haven't seen it. Oh, look out. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Tough kid right there. So this is really cool because as a pitcher, Bubs looks shaken up right now because of what he did. And look at Zay Jarvis. This is such great sportsmanship. He wants him to know that it's okay, that he'll be fine. Hey, hey bro. Look, look at me. Look at me. You're all right. Amazing. You're all right. Look at me. Hey, look, look. What a stud right there. Zay Jarvis. One commentator watching this noticed the surface tension. At first, the 
kid, the, the tough one that got hit, everyone's praising his toughness, and the expectation is that pitcher is going to be tough too. He's going to work through any misgivings he had about hitting the kid, but you could tell he was not okay. And at first, all of his teammates, his coaches, are stuck in the power narrative of toughness. Suck it up, tough it out, he's going to be okay. But the kid from the competition, from the other team, the kid who just got beamed is the one who breaks the surface tension. And you literally see the chain reaction. The beautiful swirl of love and compassion happens right before our eyes. Love and life win. Generosity is contagious. We just have to break the surface tension by trusting the generous spirit of God that is always ready to give. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Live with the trust in the generosity of God. Join Jesus in the restoration of the world by building a culture of grace and peace. Choose love and see the amazing things that will happen. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.